Christy here. You're listening to the top comedy podcast in Ireland as voted in the Irish Podcast Awards. Congratulations, Mario Rosenstock. Coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. That's not true. I was kidnapped. I'm trying to think that. <laughs> I was. You were kidnapped. I was kidnapped. Hold on. I was kidnapped. How many and times? then I, I think I got kidnapped before we got engaged. Right. So we, I was kidnapped first and then we got engaged, mm-hmm. but then he got shot in the face. And then. <laughs> uh, it was actually brilliant. Yeah, listening to Clearly, it's like listening to a Nicola Talent podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a true crime podcast. <laughs> For 22 years, Clelia Murphy played Neve Cassidy in Fair City. And what a roller coaster ride that was. The storylines in Fair City were often so out there that we didn't know whether it was comedy or drama sometimes. I used to get great material for Gift Grub from it. Anyway, Clelia left the show a few years ago and has gone on to do great things since. And in our chat, she shares some juicy stories from her long career. She talks about how people would treat her and react to her when they met her offset out in public. And we get into all sorts of other stuff too. Like, I get an awful lot of men saying to me, I remember, oh, I remember you in your school uniform. Right. <laughs> okay. But the, I never wore a school uniform. <laughs> they were thinking they'd like to see you in yeah. a school uniform. And I'm looking at them going, with that one sentence, I know all about you, man. Exactly. Yes, come back. Well, I know because I had an eating disorder when I was younger. Like, I mean, everybody in the 90s seemed to have an eating disorder when they were younger. But I kind of was, there was things I wanted to kind of resolve around that. I'm Carly Wright. Ashling is a fucking dream. <laughs> She's a dream. Get over yourself and get me out of this kip. This is I want to be in doctors, right? It's kind of shocking when you do that. I don't know how to react to that. I was very intentional though, Mary, I have to be honest with you, because I was saying to myself, I need to see myself differently. In order for other people to see me differently yeah. and not just me about a fair city, I have to start seeing Clelia differently. I'm not sure if it was the perimenopause or that point in my life going, I have to change. Do I want to be, no disrespect to her, do I want to be Gail Platt? All that coming up in just a couple of minutes with Clelia Murphy. But first, comedy. And this is one of the parts of the year when radio and TV presenters get, well, very excited, shall we say. Particularly excited. Actually, they just go feral, really. Because it's the big budget broadcasting bonanza. Because broadcasters are all getting bigger and better and they're competing harder and harder to bring us the best budget broadcast you can possibly get. So I had a listen to a few, and I started with Pat Kenny. Coming up on Today with PK, all the reaction to Budget 23, I'll have Professor Luke O'Neill telling us what's in the budget for multimillionaire epidemiologists. Alistair Campbell will be on from London, explaining how this budget is nothing compared to the Liz Truss shit show. And Paul Harrington will be performing his very own budget classic, Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money. Now move the dial. (laughs) Not to be outdone, Matt Cooper was all over this year's budget. How are you doing? Matt Cooper here, just trying to do me casual voice. We'll have all the budget reaction today, including from crime correspondent Frank Greeny. Frank! Uh, thanks, Matt. I'll be talking about the horrific atrocities committed by the seemingly likeable and mild-mannered monster named today as Pascal Donoghue. What an animal. Technology! Andy O'Donoghue will be in to talk about all the latest tech stuff you won't be able to afford anymore. And... 
bring on the gimp. I'll be pulling out Charlie Weston, dressed head to toe in full PVC and a gimp mask to answer all your budget questions. That image is never going to leave my mind. But not to be outdone, Miriam O'Callaghan and the Primetime team had a real special lined up. Good evening and welcome to Primetime. Well, look, tonight in our Primetime budget special, Pierce Doherty of Sinn Féin goes head-to-head with Pascal Donoghue in our purpose-built UFC octagon for Budget 23, the cage fighting special. After which Donoghue will be taken out, stripped naked and tied to a pole, where Ray Goggins and the Celebrity Hell Week Rangers will go to work on his ass with a pair of pliers. Well, that sounds absolutely horrific. Uh, Brand new comedy every week, as I say, on the Mario Rosenstock podcast, exclusive to this podcast. Winner, by the way, of the best comedy podcast in Ireland 2022, just a couple of weeks ago. And thank you to all of you who voted for that. So it's time for the main event. Time to pay a visit to Carrickstown to meet the brilliant actress who I've always admired because I've always thought she's one of the finest actresses in the programme with a real gift for comic timing, especially. And that is, of course, Clelia Murphy, who played Neve Cassidy on Fair City for over 20 years. She has had lots more big roles since she left, including the Irish nurse on Doctors on the BBC. We hear all about that. And she even gets some calls from some of her favourite Fair City actors. And also, Leo Varadkar and Pascal Donoghue phone in. Enjoy. So, Clelia, did I ever tell you that, like, I think I did tell you that... You're madly in love with me. um, In a way, yeah, because you're one of my favourite... If not my favourite actress that appeared in a soap, and I and as that's you know, that's a bit. And that's you were in a soap, and I was in a soap. Are you just saying that because I'm here in front of you? No, I'm not. I, because you I know that I asked you to appear on this podcast um, myself. I reached out to you on Instagram, I as know, they say. That's really no. I'm yeah. delighted to be here. But I've always loved you um, as an actress because um, soap acting when it was on when you were on Fair City. Is a kind of a is a conveyor belt, yeah. And you can be given a character, yeah. And your character just sticks to that character, and you just get on with it and play A to B to C to D and E. Um, but what you seem to always have was a great comic um, ability. I always compared you to a kind of a screwball. Well, I always thought Fair City was a comedy. I would think I was doing the person. <laughs> you were in the wrong show. <laughs> Genuinely, I thought that this. Are we doing this for the? This, this is funny, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was the kind of my attitude. To it. Well, I always thought you were great in it. And anyway. You're very kind. Yeah, and you were in it. From 1996. Now, I Wikipedia'd that. Um, who does Wikipedia? I do. No, who actually sets up my Wikipedia page? Oh, I wonder, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I wonder about those things. Yeah, that's another, that's actually a topic for another podcast. There you go. But uh, you were who in Fair City when yes. I was in Glen Row. Yes. But you uh, were treated like royalty now. Do you remember, did you notice the difference of how you were treated? Um, well, I'm not aware of how you were treated. We were so. treated like the poor cousins coming up in the country yeah. and the truth of where you were the posh cousins coming up in the country Yeah. so when there was Glenrow Glenrow used to have this is true you have to you, you, you just probably took this as, as for like as as, as as the run of the course when Glenrow came up because for a certain crossover period we shared the same dressing rooms hmm. so when the Glenrow cousins came up we were all told get out oh really yeah 100% and then you'd have your lunch set with a tablecloth and oh. a knife and fork yeah we weren't fed. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> That's true. God. That's true. Did and you not we know only that? and we were so we only and got, you made a half an hour of television a week in eleven days. Yeah. And we made two and a half. That's hours. right. So we were sort of treated like prize. You were treated like prize. Here comes the love makers. Yeah. 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 That was good times. It was great times. But anyway, so uh, subsequently, having watched stuff like that, I thought you were great. And well, that's I, and I always thought you were great. And you were in it for years. Like, I look back and I did 22 years in the first yeah. I didn't plan that. 22 years. 22 years. Okay. 
So what age were you when we started? I think I was about 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a year older than Neve is. And all sorts of things happen. Everything during happened. Those, your whole life happens during those 22 years, apart from being on television. I didn't do anything interesting in my own life. Yeah. Apart from being, getting knocked up quite young. That was the most interesting <laughs> so thing I ever did. So you're living vicariously through this I was, other character. But every now and then life kind of imitated art. We'd yeah. all notice, notice that. But in about 2014, I was kind of going, I have to do, I have to do more. If you look at my CV, there's one line, but I've all this TV experience of all these great storylines. Yeah, well, this is this is this is, this is the interesting thing, yeah. though, Clelia, right? So mm. you're in something and you become institutionalised. Oh, 100%. As Morgan Freeman might say. Yeah. And, you know, you then, but you're receiving this regular pay packet. And you see acting around you and you see your, your peers yeah. and yeah. you see how feckin'. I'm always very grateful for the likes of Fair City because I think it, it actually toughened me up. If I look back and I look at the... It allowed me be a parent to Clarabelle and financially responsible for mm, Clarabelle. Mm. But at the same token, it kind of, as you say, institutionalized, you're kind of weighing up. I could be written out at any point. Yeah. I have no agency here. My mm. only agency is to say yes to the contract or say no to the contract. Yeah. And I was very fortunate. I had all these great storylines. And I was working with people that I genuinely adored. Yeah. Like Claudia Carroll is still. Yeah. I talked to her 50. Actually, she could ring any minute now. Yeah, let her ring. Let her ring. She could actually. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and... Uh, so I got to the point where I kind of went, no, I have to do more. I have to get out and do mm. more. And then it, it, so that was 2014. So it took me three years to actually yeah. physically and leave. So what did you do? What, what did you do when you left? I started putting myself out there. Right. So I did everything. So there was about a year where I Were was... Were you terrified? Ter- I'm still... Yeah. Ter- mm. I kind of run on terror. Right. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? I kind of run on, oh, Jesus Christ, what happens if I can't pay my... Do you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't have an artistic integrity. I had a mortgage yeah. and I had bills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of weighing that up against, well, I can be really selfish here and go and explore my artistic side, but who pays? Because was, I was a single parent. Yeah. Who pays for my mortgage? Mm. Who pays my, you know... Mm. And how was it at the beginning? And I mean, were you, was it? did it go uh, badly no, at the beginning? Did you not get much work at the beginning when you no, gave I've up? No, I've, I've been very fortunate. <clears throat> I've been very lucky. Okay. I haven't stopped, thank mm. God. Right. So um, leaving turned out to be... The best thing ever. Okay. But I don't believe in the water should us. I believe I left at the right point for me. Mm. I believed I left at the point where I was kind of going, actually, hold on, I can do this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like jumping into the swimming pool. Mm. And in theory, I know I can swim, mm. but you don't know until you jump in. Mm. So it was a whole moment of, oh, mother God, Jesus Christ. Mm. And leaving something as big as Fair City mm. and as juggernaughty as Fair City, right, has can leave, you know, tentacle, it can be traumatic. Yeah. Right. So. So it's leaving the. It's leaving the. It's 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 leave, cutting the umbilical cord. Yeah, it didn't take me that. Like I'm. A, one of the Spice Girls said it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quote a Spice Girl now. I think it was Mel C. And this is all. I mean, I don't, I don't really attribute much to them, but she said. Well, I think she was along the lines of. Um, you know, to when I make a decision, I just make a decision. That's it. Decision made. Right. Yeah, okay. But it took me four years to make the decision. Yeah. To think about it, weigh it up, do it all. And what was the reaction to your character in Fair City from think, people on the street? And what was there any difference between females' reaction to you and males' reaction to you? Uh, I, people got a laugh out of Neve, I think, genuinely, because I think she had a heart. I think in the telling of Neve and the way they told her stories, she seemed very um, relatable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, for a soap character, mm. there was that you know there was the. The way they kind of had through the 22 years, and that was a couple of different executive producers, but there was a kind of a true line with Neve that she was all about family. She was all about heart. Would she tear your eyes out? 
Whereas Carol was the feisty one, mm. was all about heart. Mm. But Neve had that kind of, oh yeah, you want to take me on? Mm. So I think, like, I get an awful lot of men saying to me, I remember, oh, I remember you in your school uniform. Right. <laughs> okay. But the, I never wore a school uniform. <laughs> they were thinking they'd like to see you in yeah. a school uniform. And I'm looking at them going, with that one sentence, I know all about you, man. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you dirt bird. Yeah. Because I would have been 18, 17, 18 yeah. in the thing. Yeah. And remember you and your school, you know, no, you don't. Well, yeah. I don't know who you were thinking of, but that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. And But I won't ever say that. I'll go, oh, thanks so much. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Myself and Claudia Carroll have a thing called the Al Blesses. Oh, bless. Thanks. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Because I think some people don't realise that when when you're when you're in one of these things. Yeah. Especially if you're People think they know you And people are for the most part Are lovely They are But also your facial recognition For a period um, I mean in your case It would be quite ongoing mm. But I remember for example When I was involved mm. In a, 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 a You know like a Did you have an affair? A sto- I did But when, like a mm. storyline That would be centre stage Yeah when you were talking about Glen Row, like you were, you were actually you everybody you in the war, in Ireland watched Glen Row. I remember two specific instances that mm. happened to me, which were laughable. One was that I went into a bar um, in Passage West in County Cork, and I just opened the bar, and there was loads of Cayley music going on. It was like oh no, stop! You got the slow. Wait, hang on. Slow thing. Slow down. The door opened. They all looked behind, and they went. Jesus Christ, lads, there's Glen Roe. It wasn't, there's oh, your man from Glen Roe. that's true, yeah. It's Glen Roe. I get a lot. How are you, Fair City? There you are, Fair City. Like I'm represented for the entire cast. Yeah, and then I'll tell you one other story, which is totally <laughs> bizarre. I was in a party in Westport. I was 21. I was the young doctor in Fair City. I was that, in a party in, in Glen Westport. Roe. In Glen Roe. Glen Roe. Glen Roe. Yeah, sorry, in Glen Roe. Yeah, yeah. I was in... The, Same canteen, different states. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Prize Bullock. And I was in a party and this was one of those country parties which was wall to wall with booze. Yeah. Literally, they couldn't even stack the booze. There was so much booze in the house. I right. don't know how they drank it, but it was just wall to wall with booze. Right. And it was just... And so, yeah, party, party, party. And everybody was just getting totally and utterly trashed. Lumped. And at one stage, this guy came over to me with his girlfriend and he went, How are you? Would you get off with me, girlfriend, stop, would you? Stop, stop, <laughs> Get off with her. Yeah. Oh, that's a kink. He presented no, his girlfriend to no, me no, no. as a prize. No, that's not. Is that true? It's absolutely what true. What year is this? This would have been like 1991. The 90s. And he said, would you get off with her? For what? I don't, does she have a say in this? No. She's just down there well, like. Well, not, no, he was just, it was, he was bringing her over to me as if he owned her. So it was like, a, he was like, a, she was like a sacrificial snug. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. It was just I have a great one. Bizarre. I have loads of them. I had a great one. It was like Phoenix Nights. In Galway, and it was Clara's god, Clara's godfather's, the Michaels, um, beautiful gay couple, both called Michaels. We just called them the Michaels. One's dark haired, one's redhead, and we were down for his mum's Mary's 80th. And are you coming down? Are you coming down? So yeah, hundred percent, going to get there. There was something like out of Phoenix Nights. I swear to God, it was a brilliant, brilliant party. Mm. The DJ was in a wheelchair doing wheelies. All the all the all the family were down. Everyone was out, and I thought I've gotten to the point where I have said hello to everybody. So I get to the bar and I say, right to my mother, do you want a genitalia? Genitalia. I had was sober, dead sober, and I'm standing at the bar and I can feel a presence beside me. Mm. And I look over and I'm I'm about a foot and a half taller than this lady who's standing beside me, and she is wearing a red dress. 
and she's a face like thunder and she's at the bar. And you know when somebody's giving off the vibe of, uh, I'm going to take her on. I've mm. got something to say to this young yeah. one. Mm. And I'm going to tell her, right? She was wearing um, like her wig on backwards. So she was already drawing her attention to herself. <laughs> right? I know that. Uh, this is, I'm just telling Go you on. how it was, right? It's Phoenix Nights. And she's all, she's all ditties. <laughs> so the ditties are on the bar. Yeah. And she's, she's her, her, her wig, backwards wig is on my, my shoulder, let's say. Yeah. And I'm being, you know, Rosa Tralee polite, right? Because yeah. that's what you have to be. Because if you're fucking somebody said, and then it's your one anniversary, she's like, you know what? So I'm being really nice, polite. Can I get two gin and tonics? And I hear, there you are. And I, and, and I have to go, oh, hello, how are you? She says, I heard you were down. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm here. Yeah, it's great. Um, how do you know her? How do you know Mara? I said, oh, well, told it story, uh, you know, Michael's. Clara's godfather and you know it's lovely to be there and I, she says I see you're here I said yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know where this is I really don't know where it's going right I'm trying to do small talk mm. literally and she says uh, yeah when I heard you were down I see you're trying to get pregnant on that television <laughs> <laughs> on that television <laughs> going, there was a storyline where Paul and me were trying to you know conceive and yeah. all the rest of it and she says uh, I said yeah yeah are you, are you enjoying it mm-hmm <laughs> Getting old. I'm getting nowhere, right? My Rosa Tralee powers are failing. She says, uh, yeah, yeah. I was saying to myself, there's no way she's going to get pregnant. She's far too old. And looking at you now, <laughs> looking at you now, I'm right. Oh, no. This is fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. I have a couple of eggs left at this point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm not. I shouldn't have been. What? Yeah. I must have been. Only 30, I was the age of Christ. Yeah. It was no older than 33. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I wasn't ready to be hung up just yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, this raises another... But I won't on. be rude. Yeah. I'll be polite. I'll be polite. And you go, oh gosh, well, I'll bless. Thanks so much. Keep tuning in. Bye. Yeah. I found Michael. I said, who is that? She wasn't even invited to the party. Yeah. Her sister was at the party. Her sister rang to say, you're one out of fair cities in the party. She got out of bed, put on the wig backwards to come down to tell me that I was not ovulating and I was too old <laughs> to get knocked up <laughs> exactly I like to be nice no exactly I can't be rude well this raises another issue oh. really is it, isn't it right you're in fair city you're just doing your job I'm only saying the lines but actually you you have a far bigger job than that and that is to put up with all sorts of people telling you you can't ovulate For and that you're too old to have part, a baby that, yeah that you're just dried up yeah, uh, I said to myself there she is now dried yeah. up right. <laughs> so I had to laugh that I, I do I approach it with comedy I kind of go I have to get a laugh out of this on the radio I used to take the piss out of Fair City a lot um it was it was legendary. We used to just listen to you. We used to listen to you in the makeup room. Did you know that? No. I oh, didn't we know did. That. Brilliant. So it was this idea yeah. basically? We used to go. I, we used to watch Fair City. We right? get a bit offended if you didn't. If you weren't. Yeah. You never took the piss out of me that much. So we used to, no because you're too good. Oh, sorry. See, we used to take the piss out of people who were more take the piss out of. But anyway, we used to say, how will we take the piss out of Fair City though? Because I used to do so many impressions and characters <sighs> and everything. We said, why don't we make one of the characters that character actually despises Fair City? So we said, we said Daniel O'Donnell will be the character. He actually ends up watching Fair City all the time but he does it as torture he does it as self-torture so Ian will ask him Ian will ask him how was Fair City oh Jesus don't talk to me about the Fair City do you know what happened last night I was watching it and your man Leo comes in and he's got about five arms on him he's like an orangutan and all this so Daniel will tell Ian a story but it was the way we used to be able to tell the stories about Fair City Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about Um, oh yeah and sometimes you'd be going Jesus Christ did you see Fair City last night the storylines 
So basically, some of the stories that we'd we'd be we'd be laughing at are things like, I see Fair City are doing you know the drugs situation in Dublin now. So basically, every second character in Fair City is a drug dealer or a criminal. Has some sort of has, has an in. It's been. It was sexy. See, yeah. was, that was going through its love fate, love hate phase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So every character in Fair City is dodgy. Or there was a situation where you know there'd be a lot of immigration into Ireland. Mm. So. Like every third character of Fair City was Russian. All of a sudden. Yeah. And the Fair City Bella and the fella talking <laughs> like that. And they said, Jesus Christ, I've only been in Karakstown about two weeks, Mobo. Yeah. Talking like that. Oh, how are you doing, Sergey? <laughs> and, and like all the fair, local Fair City characters are like f- full on friends with Sergey. Sergey, how is the plumbing going? What's the electrician I am, Bella? I'm just moving in there now. And sometimes the. the the immigrants would clash with the the, the, the criminal fraternity and yeah, you'd have yeah. this bizarre situation. See, I didn't have any of those. I had one or two. I was, I know, that's not true. I was kidnapped. I'm trying to think that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. You were kidnapped. I was kidnapped. Hold on. I was kidnapped. How many, and times, then I, how many times were you pregnant? Uh, oh, just, just once. Once. How many that boy, was, boyfriends that was, But that was have? pregnant for Leo, for Leo, Leo, I was going to say Leo Duffy. Leo. Leo, Leo Dowling. Leo Dowling. How many, how many um, Bo- boyfriends? Boyfriends. Oh, Approximately. Approximately. Okay, hold on. So there was no, hold on. So there was Barry, there was Leo, there was Paul. I was a bit like Deirdre Rashid, Rashid, Barlow Rashid, Barlow Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kept going back there to was, like, yeah. yeah. So there was, uh, and then, then your man who kidnapped me. Right. No, no, no. Uh, yes, I think I got kidnapped before we got engaged. Right. So we, I was kidnapped first and then we got engaged, mm-hmm. but then he got shot in the face. And then uh, <laughs> it was actually brilliant. It was brilliant because we had this whole big scene with lovely fellas. These are lovely fellas. Listening to um, listening to uh, 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 listening to Clearly, it's like listening to a Nicola Talent podcast. Oh, that's so it was true. like then the man married her again. again. The man sold her into slavery, kidnapped her, married her again, then shot her in the face. And she's uh, here to tell her tale. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a true crime podcast. Well, yeah, Neve, that's what I'm saying. She, like, I was very fortunate all the kind of so I was definitely um who else did I go with? I went out with um Rory. Rory okay. that went out that shot uh Carol's son. Okay. What was his name? Well, what was the what oh was God, did you ever read ahead in the script? No. And go, Jesus, are you serious? No, I was very fortunate. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I was genuinely very fortunate. Right. I'll always defend Fair City because right. it allowed me learn my craft, allowed me to pay my bills and allowed me uh, to escape. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the best did way you, I can say it. What, but I, I toughened me up. Uh, did, did, you, did, did the Neve character leave Fair City in the end? Um, I think she's gone to Fiji. And the irony is, because I have no control over storylines. Fiji. Sorry, just stop they there send for me, a second. They let, send me the furthest when the character, away. When RTE want to get rid of you out of a soap, do you know what they do? I read ahead in my script when I was being taken out of Glen Row. And I went, I was looking at the script and I was just there, forget all that shite. Where's me? Get yeah. to six, page 69. What? I'm going to Tanzania? Tanzania. At least you had a, a reason I, to go to Tanzania. About a month later, I had to say it. And I didn't want to leave. And Fidelma's there. David, what are you doing? He's going, <laughs> I have some news, Fidelma. What? I'm off to Where? Tanzania. So they send you somewhere where RTE think it's like it was very hard to get back seven, to. Yeah, seven, th- you must have really pissed them flights. off because we used to say the further you were sent off the more they hated you. <laughs> yeah, right, 
Right. Well, I was. You must have been really bold, were you? Tanzania. You're further in Fiji. I was in Fiji, but the irony was. And it begins was, with F. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The irony was, I shot all the uh, surf ads in Fiji. Okay. Yeah. I took over from because Mary McAvoy did. All right. Um, yes. Dolly Mount Strand. What's her name? That's married to Niall Quinn. Love, uh, uh, Gillian. Gillian. She mm-hmm. did her kitchen, and I got to do Fiji. Nice one. Did nice. you go to Fiji? Yeah, yeah. we went to Fiji. Very good. Very good. And um, the, but one of the one of the, this year, isn't it? This year, I was delighted for you because you jumped into the BBC. Yes. To do doctors. Doctors. Yeah. So tell us briefly for our listeners, what is doctors? Doctors is, is a drama. So they call it a drama, but it mm. goes. Doctors kind of inhabits a very particular. Sp- space within the BBC in that they have they have what they call continuous drama mm. so it's not like EastEnders which is a soap it's not like Carnation Street which is a soap you've got Doctors which is a continuous drama what's the difference? Um, I don't know hmm how long uh, is Doctors? I tell you is what, it half actually, an hour long? It's, no, it's an hour. hour. So there's the difference. That's the difference. There's yeah. the difference and I'm a new Irish nurse in a new surgery that the doctors in Leatherbridge have taken over. So the characters are all being introduced. You're glazing over. Are you glazing over? Is that really boring? Leatherbridge. I couldn't get over the name Leatherbridge. Leatherbridge. I'm just saying. They, it, where yeah. you make up a name that you doesn't make- exist in England, but could. Yes, there you go. And anyway, I'm the new Irish nurse in this set surgery where there's a mystery because there's a doctor after going missing. Mm. And that's where we left it before right. the summer. So it's a whodunit. Right. And how long has doctors been gone? 20 odd years as right. well. Oh, Jesus, God. Yeah, yeah. And did you know it? I did, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I knew because my mate was working over there. Yeah. I'd made to because once, once you're in a kind of in the soap world, all the directors are on that kind of circuit. Mm. You know, there's the directors who are in Carnage Street could come over to Fair City for a while and vice versa. Okay. And so, yeah. So they were all. So when what happened was I got a phone call from the doctor's office, thanks to John, saying, <laughs> um, we're trying to cast this character. And I'm going, when he said, where are you? I said, I have a few weeks off. He said, well, would you have a bit of time I said well what are you talking about so he said look they're looking for this character they can't seem to cast her I kind of wrote her with you in mind donkeys ago but oh. they, didn't, they didn't want another Irish actor because yeah. there was an Irish actor already in it yeah. so they're kind of being you know representative and give everybody yeah. a fair shake yeah. and uh, he said would you just send over your show you know your show reel yeah. Yeah. yeah so I went yeah thinking that I'm gonna oh god I have to do a and self-tape tomorrow now it's the last thing I need to do right. so instead of getting the, the, I got the offer they just offered it for me ah nice so it was lovely ah, it was lovely it was fantastic yeah. but I, I'm going back and forth to Birmingham yeah yeah well yeah. this is a great development in your career it's fantastic but before yeah. that that's that's. I mean that's what I'm saying I've been very fortunate I'm just literally back from Malta yeah doing season two of Madame Blanc with Sally Lindsay yeah. Sally yeah yeah Sally so yeah and what is Madame Blanc it's a murder mystery so I can't tell you anything about it oh Okay. Again, in. so more murder. murder. Yeah, murder mystery is big in. It, absolutely. It's totally in. And but does I Doctors lo- open doors for you as well? That that show. They kind, it kind you, of. You're seen by many more. I'm seen different. Yeah, but I think that was I was very intentional though, Mary. I have to be honest with you because I was saying to myself, I need to see myself differently in order for other people to see me differently yeah. and not just Neve at a fair city. I have to start seeing Clelia differently. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, good point. And um, although very quite a deep point, yeah. Yeah, but I because I was literally lying awake in bed. I'm not sure if it was the perimenopause or that point in my life going, I have to change. Do I want to be, no disrespect to her, do I want to be Gail Platt? Hmm. Or do I want to learn more? And I felt like I was doing the same tricks. Hmm. All, all, all joking aside, I hmm. felt like I needed to change. Which you were really myself. good at, your tricks. Well, y- your tricks, but you still need to learn. I mean, I felt I was kind of being, uh, kind of, 
cheating. I think when when I when when she when she stole all his money, mm-hmm. when Neve stole all of Paul's money, <laughs> yeah, I thought I can't really get better than this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We were, and we did the first two hander episode and all the rest. Yeah, of it. So, that, well, I remember that. Yeah, that was a great that episode. That was great. Yeah, and uh, I just thought no. I, the time and then what happened was the first little kind of because I was by myself I was getting offered stuff that I was turned had to turn down yeah. because they wouldn't release me yeah yeah so, uh, yeah pity 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 you know the way callers uh, listen into this oh, uh, yeah. podcast yes. right so there are people in their cars and at home oh, and some of them call in and guess who's on the line is who it wants the to lady with the wig on backwards no oh. it's not it's Carol from Fair City oh fantastic she wants to say hello to her hey Carol how are you oh, how are you clearly <laughs> I'm really enjoying listening to you. But I want to know why. What's the real reason you fucking left their city? You fucking toad egg, yeah! Let me know. Why did you really leave? It was a smoking in the uh, dressing rooms I couldn't tolerate, actually. And every time I went into work, she saw me knickers and threw them out the window. So there's only so many. Sorry, Carol. Sorry. Yeah. I'm terrified of her. Yeah. Properly terrified. Can I say something? Go on. You talk to her or to him? I was talking to... Uh, actually talking about Ashing O'Neill. Ashing O'Neill is the nicest girl you'll ever meet. She doesn't exist. She don't, right? don't know who she is. It's me. We'll I'm Carly Wright. Ashling yeah. is a fucking dream. <laughs> She's a dream. Get over yourself and get me out of this kip. This is I want to be in doctors, right? It's kind of shocking when you do that. I don't know how to react to that. Well, I know, she's great. I love her. Ashling O'Neill is a legend. And a big, actually, funny, I, I do her on the radio and then I met Ashling and it's like she has a really posh voice. Ashling's from Dolphin. So she doesn't talk like that no, at all. No, she doesn't talk like that. She's a really good actress. Yeah. She's a stunner. Mm. There's some, I have to say, I was very, very fortunate to be in with the women that I was with in all of that time. Yeah. Because they were just Cairo Callan, Ashling O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we to say, right? All that kind of ilk. Yeah. There was uh, another lady who I loved in First Cities where we used to do Martina it Martina Stanley. No, it was a girl who used to go, Key Una. Una was her name. Oh, Keith Una. Keith Noonan. No, Keith, no, no. Um, Do you remember Sandra? No, yeah, no, that's Sandra. Sandra's yeah. a lovely girl. Uh, no, Sandra, she'd yeah. be more. I loved her. Yeah, she'd be no, clearly. Yeah. She'd be more down like there. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what I she, used to do her like that. You did her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to heighten it. Uh, Kate, uh, yeah, Sandra Curran. Lovely little actress yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You were so, like, you're on. This is what I'm saying to you. Like, you're where. Because you're filming in a little bit of a micro kind of climate yeah. you forget that you're going into people's exactly and we were shooting stuff so far in advance you're mm. kind of going oh no I've already been released from being kidnapped you had to remember <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> oh no I got released I was released I'm fine now yeah we're actually engaged yeah, yeah. yeah. so did you have to learn medical uh, medical terminology for this doctor no, but you know what everybody's asked me that question Go and I've gotten away with it beautifully because I'm really doing the Irish get up there in that table to have a look at you <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I had one of my, yeah, yeah. So that's what you say. I just, I'm just doing a lot of putting on the gloves aggressively and just being very Irish. Yeah. So you remain a, a gigging freelance actress mm. and, and have you got anything else lined up? Well, I'm doing this. Um, Madame Blanc. Mar- Madame Blanc. Mm. Uh, during the lockdown, Claudia Carroll wrote a play because that's mm. what you do. Yeah. So that'll be coming back. I've always got, this, I great believe in the power next. Do you know that kind of way? And I never talk about stuff. What's next? Whatever's next. Yeah. You know that power of like, I, I love knowing that there's, there's another job that I'm going on oh, to. Oh, okay. I thought you meant not knowing that there's another job. No, I do like yeah. knowing mm. or creating or doing something. You see, as an actor, and this is what people kind of don't realise, You've, but even in Fair City, at any point, I could have been written out. Yeah. Somebody could take a Figari and that's my entire yeah. livelihood gone. Yeah. So actually, in my leaving, 
I took ownership of that. Yes, you took ownership of that. Because I just thought, no, I'm not going to work as hard as I work. Yeah. And just be written out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, but I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm going to make this decision before somebody else makes it for me. Yeah. You took, a, you took great control of your own life. I and had to, because it was beginning to affect me mental health, actually. Yeah, no, well, they're actually speaking of mental health then, yeah. right? Um, I have here written down counselling. So you took counselling. During the lockdown, I did, yeah, because yeah. I never had that time. And is this actually. therapy? And if not, what is the difference? I don't know if there's a difference. Okay, like, I wouldn't on. be au okay to talk about that. Yeah, well, tell me what you did. I thought that I just thought that I'd have a little, because I've never been one for um, stopping and facing in to whatever was bothering me. I'd kind Mm. of have to get up and get on with it kind of attitude. Mm. So at the beginning of lockdown, I was talking to my my pal, Marion, and she had this girl who's a, she was, she calls herself a counsellor. So maybe that's the difference. So I suppose a psychotherapist is one thing Mm -hmm. and we just chatted. And I find it really hard and difficult to talk about myself, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird Mm. since I'm talking about myself the last, however, on this podcast, but actually deep dive into, to little things and big things. Mm. You know, and I, but I'm also very lucky. I've got pals who have no issue with them knowing everything about me. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I just thought I'm going to, because I think the lot. Except a counsellor is a stranger. The counsellor, yeah, but you've also got to get a good counsellor who's not going to tell you what you just want to hear. Yeah. That's really important. Have you ever done counselling? No. And I'm often talked about therapy and stuff with people. Yeah. And I, and I think it's something that I'd be very interested in looking at, yeah. Well, I know because I had an eating disorder when I was younger. Like, I mean, everybody in the 90s seemed to have an eating disorder when they were younger. But I kind of was, there was things I wanted to kind of resolve around that. What was your eating disorder? I completely stopped eating. I got really good at at going on a diet. It was as simple as that. There was nothing that triggered it. There was nothing that, that I think maybe triggered it. But except body image. So so just not eating in a diet turned into an eating disorder. I was really good at dieting. Mm. And I didn't, it wasn't, you know. You'd go the whole day without eating? Oh no, I'd I'd restrict. Mm. Whereas now, and it has a, played a complete havoc with my metabolism as I've gotten older. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. But, um, Ooh. yeah, 100%. I think, though, with, um, with, even with Instagram nowadays and this kind of notion of trying to be perfect, like it's, it's a, it really is about, you know, developing your, your inside out. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Like we uh, in the nineties as well. It was all about you know the skinny looking model and heroin chic and yeah. all of that. And we were inundated by it. Mm. And the, the kind of thing that upsets me when I look at women's bodies, we all, our bodies go through fashions. Men's bodies don't go through fashions. Mm-hmm. So the Kardashians, their bums now are getting smaller because mm. it's now fashionable to have a smaller bum. But they got bigger for a while, right? They, they, yeah. they brought they brought the bum back, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. But if you're trying to trying to, to like, if you're a young woman or a young man and you're listening to this tripe about how, you know what it's what you look like, it's, it should be what you feel like. Mm-hmm. I'm still battling that. I'm still balance is the key. If somebody can has the the, the answer to balance, then great. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you you took some sessions to resolve some or to help resolve maybe to tease through some yeah. issues that might have been in your mind yeah. and why, why did you find it really good yeah. great yeah. would you do it again I would Yeah. I think when it comes to mental health I'm constantly feeling around this area to see if I'll do it myself well, but, but I'm worried about meeting somebody he's going to what what are you I, worried about like what's your greatest fear my greatest fear probably about it is oh, my greatest fear it's a bit like a magic trick like a magician meeting a magician who you find out what's under the hat and you're, do you think you're a magician's hat? No, my greatest fear would be meeting somebody that I think is a total shyster. Yeah, but you're going to meet them every day of the week. Yeah. Here's here's the way I look at it. If there's shit actors and there's good actors, mm. 
there's shit therapists and good therapists. Right. So it's your job to find the right fit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and you'd know when you know when that happens. Well, you'd hope to. Well, I don't know. That's my point. I mightn't even know when it's happening. But are you that? Are you that? Are you that suggestive? I'm a bit suggestive. Are you that suggestive though? But like, should, uh, but shouldn't I be suggestive? Yeah, I, like you, but you'd know yourself if this is working for you or not. Mm. Would you mm. not? I don't know. Maybe this is why I want to do it. Oh my god! I need to train to be a psychologist now to have a go at this head. Mm. No, I don't think. I think. I think. Well, there's no. Why would you do it just for the sake of doing it? If you don't feel like you need to. It was just at that point that I thought mm, I'm going to try this out. It's like people keep saying to me, you "Should try meditation, Claudia." Well, the reason I do and it, I, Cla- I, I know don't. I don't want to do meditation because it wouldn't mm. work for me. I just get really bored. I'm mm. always going to be that young one in the yoga class with one eye open, going, "This is a mad Ted." Well, the reason I would do it is because I think most of us live. Um, denying an awful lot of who we are. I wonder. And we paint a picture of ourselves but to the that's world. What everybody does. I, think, I know they do, I but think, I think you can do. I think that there is more to it than that. In what way? That we can find out more about ourselves if we really dig deeper. With that, I felt I was kind of. I fe- that's what I kind of did it for. I felt was a. Um, there was. A, I think with the um, with the COVID and the time of it was, because I've never had time. Does that make sense? I was always running yeah. from A to B. Yeah. And um, where I was literally doing the Sound of Music tour with Bill Kenwright all over England and we got shut down. So I was home then. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I had all, with the co- when I look back on the COVID times, it was like we had, I was very fortunate. I was given time to breathe mm. where poor unfortunates couldn't breathe at all. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it was always something that I kind of wanted to do, kind of felt I should do mm. just to kind of tap into those things or learn a little bit more about myself, not just the superficial mm. Clelia. Mm. That, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've been on television for a long time yeah. and you're kind of, your your personality can be, can develop. It's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... And I just went, no, I'm just going to get a little bit real. And even when I was pregnant with Clarabelle and I would, I would kind of find the humour in things. Yeah to kind of alleviate and sometimes you have to get a bit serious so I suppose I got not that I didn't I got a bit serious maybe yeah yeah I feel the better for it yeah yeah I haven't actually thought about it since I've done it so I'm glad you've asked me I'm doing your head in you're not doing my head in no I think this is really good because I don't I think I think as as women we've a lot going on I'm not saying you're a woman I'm saying as this woman it's only now we're talking about uh Hormones and we we brushed an, an awful lot of stuff under the carpet. Mm. Our generation, like, mm. do you know what I mean? We weren't allowed to talk about things. Miscarriage, for example. But I, yeah, that was something that was never talked about. Never. For sure, we are. Everybody has the menopause now. Mm. Nobody had the menopause ten years mm. ago. But everybody has a menopause now. Mm. Do you know? Which is great. Mm. You know, <laughs> if you're not talking about periods every half an hour, there's something wrong with you. Which is kind of great. <laughs> yeah. The pendulum always overswings. It'll all come back in. Do Fantastic. I mean? Do you know somebody else is on the line actually? Oh, it's great. um I don't know how to react to these people going. It's Blind Boy Boat Club. Oh yeah. And um <laughs> Blind Oh there he is. He's he always talks ah, he always has music behind him when he talks. Oh nice. I feel like I'm having a massage. Say hello to Blind Boy. Hi Blind Boy. Hi Clelia. This is Blind Boy Boat Club. It was great to hear you talking. Uh, about your mental health. Mental health is hugely important and even better to hear you talking about menopause and 
purity and hormones. Everybody has hormones. Everybody has hormones. And I was going to say everybody has periods, but well, no, it's I important won't. to have a happy period. And menopause doesn't just happen to women. No. It happens to everybody. It does. Yeah. To thank you. No problem. This is like music to enjoy your menopause too. And I want to thank you for that. I'm overcome with emotion listening to you. Your stories of kidnapping and multiple pregnancies and men. Lots of men. It's fantastic. Lots of older men. My mental health has improved enormously listening to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Blind boy. Thank you, blind boy. You're welcome, my child. <laughs> He's great. He's a, he's he's a cracker. So positive. Positive. I felt like I've just had a mental massage there with that music. <laughs> I feel like it's music a mental to enjoy massage. your it menopause too. He is, yeah, yeah. He's a voice to enjoy, <laughs> voice to enjoy your menopause too. Um, you drive an electric car. <laughs> I do, yeah. But you have problems with electric car subculture. There's a subculture of people who drive electric cars. I think there's cars. not enough education around this, the area. Minister. First of all, first of all, you, you tell us about the electric car people. Um, you drive an EV I drive an EV well done thank you I'm mm. saving the environment one mile at a time yeah. um, I drive a little uh, Renault Zoe so mm. I drive you know I love her she's a little it's like it's like driving the future yeah Ooh, it's like the future's here but what I have noticed amongst the EV driving community including even buying the car like if you're going to buy I'm. this is going to bore you now you're going to glaze oh. over you might even start crying if you're thinking about buying an EV, please buy the EV that's right for you. So if you don't have on-street parking and you're depending on the public network, like what I am, mm. I don't have on-street, I have only, I have no driveway, mm. so I don't have an at-home charger, mm. then choose your cars wisely. Right. And don't go blocking up the EV charge points <laughs> all around okay. the city. Please. This happens. All the time. Mm. But I think it's also in their defence I think people just aren't educated enough to know that you are clogging up the network. Yeah. And then people who just park at the EV charging point, it makes me literally want to go and sit at a petrol, like a petrol pump all day. Yeah, just to, <laughs> just show to annoy what, them. To how how the they feel like. Going, this is what you're doing. Yeah. I cannot get home because well, you're sitting in an EV charging point. Yeah, you're raising... A huge point here. We don't have enough. We don't have enough yeah. of the network. And and do you know? Yeah, what? I was We're, talking to a guy the other day, and 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 he said um, it was a taxi driver, and, and I said, would would you would you not get an EV? And he went, No, I'm no interested going down to the Barack Obama Plaza to get charged up every day. <laughs> this it's this, not that bad. Like, like two hundred miles away. It's not that bad, <laughs> and that kind of defeats the purpose, yeah. right? But it is. I have a thing. This is terrible. I'm going to get cancelled for this now. But mm. Leaf drivers give me thrush. Because who? leaf drivers. What are leaf drivers? People who drive the leaf cars. Leaf? Leaf. What's leaf? The Nissan Leaf. Okay. They're the original. They were the first. But if you, if you, okay, so here's this. There is the fast chargers. They're the ones that you see outside. Yeah. And then there's the rapid chargers. Yeah. And then there's the charger at home. will get you about six or seven kilowatts. Okay. Outside you get 22 kilowatts. On the rapid chargers you get 48 kilowatts okay but you can only charge one car yeah. on those yeah. even though they have three plugs yeah so if you plug into that in the Barack Obama 
Yeah. And goes in and have a McDonald's mm. and some of you come out and there's somebody else is plugged in. Mm. They've stopped your charge. Yeah, okay. So there's all this etiquette. Yeah. Okay. It's like it needs to be an E V driver finishing school, in my opinion. Yeah. If I was in government, I'd have an E V driver finishing school where you go and learn the rules and the etiquette Brilliant. of being an E V driver. Uh, I think well said. Thank you. Well said, well said. We need more and speaking of government, actually, there's somebody oh, yes. else on the line that oh, wants fantastic. to talk to you. Oh my god, you love this now. It's Leo Varadkar. I uh, go on. Leo's on the line. Say hello to Leo. Hi Leo. Hi, Clelia. It's uh, it's great to talk to you. Really enjoy the conversation um, with Mario. Um, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm a massive fan. Thank and, you. And uh, especially ever since you joined Doctors. Um, as you know, I'm a doctor myself. Fantastic. So, uh, Do you remember when I ran against you as um, president of the school union, Leo? Uh, yes, I actually do, yes. And I won. Tell us more about that. <laughs> and I won. I have a bad case of amnesia <laughs> at the moment. I might have won that. I might have won that. Sorry, yeah. is there a story here, Clelia? We went to school together. He was in Hold the line, Leo. Me, Leo was in my sister's year in school. Right. So I don't know Leo. He, he was in Castleknock? He was in, no, we went to the King's Hospital. Oh, he was in King's Hospital. We went to KH, yeah. 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 So uh, I believe I'm, I don't know. Oh, yeah, now I remember, yeah. Sorry, it's remember? all coming, it's yeah, it's coming it's all back good. to me now, yeah. 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 Uh, very fond of So Leo. hold the line there, Leo, yeah. yeah so what, what did you do with Leo? Uh, I, we, were, we, we had the first school union, the first school... Kind of debate. Uh, no, it was, it was Mr. Gray, God rest him, a fantastic history teacher, yeah. set up the school council. Yeah. And um, I might have, Your Honour, yeah. gone on a skiing holiday. And I might have imbibed. Yeah. And was supposed to be a prefect. And I got cancelled for being a prefect. So I thought to myself, I'm going to run for school council. Oh. And so I got in. And you ran against Leo? I don't, well, I wouldn't have remembered him and he doesn't really remember me, I'm sure, because I was in sixth year, he would have only been third year. Uh, I do remember you. you I know. You, you were fantastic. Fantastic. And I've really enjoyed your doctors. Yeah. And I yeah. love your, I love the way you, you kind of go, what is it you do again? Get, get up, up the, the table there, get you. Get up on that table there. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what yeah. I say to uh, Pascal. See, it probably sometimes. makes him feel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm experimenting on him. Probably makes him feel like he's back on the ward, you know? Yeah, back in the wars. I really, I really enjoy it. And um, just, I noticed you said there you you have a bad case of thrush. Um, well, only is, because I've yeah. got some medication here if you need it. Uh, well, uh, yeah, listen, every every everyone should have. Uh, well, look, there's Claudia Carroll. No, nope. uh, sorry. Um, yeah, every everybody should have a, a thrush um, deposit in their drawer. Absolutely, I do. That's why I'm offering it to you. Thank you so much. That's okay. very thoughtful of you. And I do remember. If you could just work in the networks, that'd be amazing. No, I, and I'm really enjoying that as well. Yeah. I, that, boring electric stuff yeah <laughs> or whatever sorry no, it's, 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 it's very important you know well, I glazed it's over when you were talking road. about it sorry I just fell asleep for a while fell asleep yeah Pascal myself fell asleep here <laughs> sorry oh, sorry I just woke up again um, sorry about that hi Clalia hi Pascal Pascal Donahue here I, are you, how are you are you well brilliant thanks lovely talking Ta- to you well done for talking up the environment not at all my pleasure you're Anytime. a fantastic actress thank you very much and commiserations on all the horrors that happened to you during your years in Fair City it was traumatic but I've, I've got the counselling wonderful stuff six wonderful. sessions sorted me out great you paid all your taxes I noticed through I Blue, Blue always, Dolphin oh yeah through all, all paper they were all, all paper paid. trailed they yeah, were great 100%. thanks very much thanks thanks Lelia good luck good talking to you we're enjoying it be safe. Keep keep it up. Keep trucking. They're amazing. Clearly, I'm delighted. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much. And that is it from me for this week. My thanks to Clelia Murphy for playing along and being such good crack. 
Don't forget you can contact me on the podcast directly, mariorosenstock at gmail.com. I read them all. I'm on Twitter as well, at GiftGrubMario. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Check out those different links. And please just tell one other person, if you can, about this podcast. See you same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.